because she normally doesn't like the stores I like. Like she calls Urban Outfitters. She'll go, what's the name of that store you like where everything looks washed already? And that's Urban Outfitters. <laughs> She's like, so right. <laughs> And I get up and it was, whew, oh boy. Was I don't, it like a bar show? No, it was at, uh, it was at, at the kind at of a club. It was kind of a club. It's yeah. a basement of uh, uh, a Mexican restaurant. It's a place called Candy's Boom Boom Room. Josh Nelson hosts it. Lovely guy. Um, Comedy places and the names. Oh my God, yeah. The names that they make comedians promote <laughs> yeah. is just The Chuckle like, Hut. You hope for Chuckle Hut. It's Do you? Like, yeah, I feel like Chuckle Hut is more standard than like you're saying. Like it could be like the Boom Boom Room. The Rooster Tea Feathers is a real place, which is actually good. That people, club. it's amazing. Yeah, but it's yeah. like, how do we pick comedy n- names? Why can't it just be like? Todd's, you know. <laughs> but, oh wait, wait let me. Do this? Oh my god, please. Is this a moment? Okay. Drink the tea. Uh, so, by the way, and I'm going to tell everyone about the tea. Is it too hot? No, it's so good. Um, so you are drinking Rishi's uh, cinnamon plum tea. Mm, uh, so it good. is an herbal tea for those brewing at home. We brewed at 212. Now it probably recommends. I'm trying to remember. Probably about four to five minutes. I did it for six because I like my cinnamon and my plum. I like it. Yeah, I uh, do like to steep things. Uh, extra two do you so like on a scale of like one to ten how much do you drink tea usually it depends i get on like kicks where i'll like like drink it every day like every day um i at work it's funny because it was right before covid it was right before like everyone shut down but i was working in an office where um everyone kept getting sick because um no one would stay home long enough to get well why? And everyone had, they were just like a bunch of people going home to their tiny little Petri dish children and getting sick, like in rotation. I have a thousand thoughts about that, but go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was a big, it was like this massive open floor. And yeah. I also worked with people who would actively come into my office and like, look like death and be like, I don't see what the big deal is. And it'd be like, you look horrible like i'm wiping this is the big deal all of this down like i would actively wipe down door handles in front of people shamelessly and be like you're gross go yeah. home i don't care and so i started drinking immunity tea like, sure. like mushroom powder immunity tea that i like mix in with honey and then well, that sounds um, tasty. it's really good I and i would do that with peppermint and honey ginger Love everything you're saying. And so I got into a kick of drinking that like however many mornings, but I just haven't done it in a while because I I have like too much stuff to do when I I first wake up. I I have more time in the morning. I'll probably get back to it. If you don't mind me asking, and please feel free not to share, what are you doing in the morning? Is there like a morning ritual routine you do? I mean, I I have like a ritual that's just like getting up, cleaning my cat's litter box, making my bed. And then I recently, I have been working out like legit 15 minutes. Like I work, I'm not joking. That is my. That works though. That's my thing is that like I can be consistent at that level. Which is great. So max 15 minutes. Great. I work out. 
Um, and I've been trying to do that in the morning instead of at night because I feel like it kind of looms over me. Mm. But if I get it done, it's like, I'm done. I don't care anything else that happens today. I did my 15 minutes. Like I don't care. I made it. You know what I mean? So, um, so yeah, that's like the thing that I would try to do in the morning is like work out shower clean my cat's litter box and then probably like chill and probably like listen i swim well because of my cat but i like swiffer a lot of mornings yeah we do you know i like clean i'm a tidy person so i probably will find something to clean if i have enough time in the morning you are like (laughs) my girlfriend and you are the same (laughs) it's just like this way but i want to get back to something earlier that you said (laughs) i I, because i just this this really struck me and i'm really curious about this Was this from a young age that you always made the bed after you woke up? Or is this like an adult thing? Is this something your parents were like, you need to do this? I've always made my bed my whole life. You can't. Really? Yeah. You can't leave my house and not make, like the the way I grew up, like even you make your bed before you go eat breakfast. Like you get up, you turn around and you make the bed. Like unless you're sick or you're going to change the sheets. Like that's the way. Yeah. You would hate me. I don't even I don't think about it. it. You sleep. Well, also it's funny because I just do it out of habit. But y- you sleep better when you get into a made bed. I believe that. You a hundred percent do. <laughs> I I am very odd. My sleeping is really odd. So I have a bad back, mm. and and about like six seven years ago, maybe no more than that, probably like eight years ago, a chiropractor is like. He goes, you need to stop sleeping on your stomach. And I was like, oh my gosh. I'm like, the same I, way. I was like, I can't. And mm-hmm. um, he goes, here's what I'm- you're going to do. He goes, you know what a body pillow is? And I was like, sure. And he goes, cool. You need to get two of those. And I was like, two? I have one body. And he goes, you put one on each side. <laughs> yep. He's like, it's like bumpers. And I was yes. like, what? He goes, it's going to force you up enough. When you're turning over, it'll it wake sucks. you up enough that you will know, turn back. And I was like, really? I didn't think it was going to work. It does work. I cannot sleep on my stomach now. It doesn't let me because when I try and turn, I wake up and I go, what? can't do this. I've trained myself out of sleeping on my stomach now. But as a result, I have I have two. I have one body pillow. I didn't buy two. I have one body pillow and I just keep two normal pillows on this side of me. So it stops me from turning. What? But that's why it's such a pain in the butt to make the beds. I have to pull these pillows back out. I mean, and, eh, I'd still thing. do it. But I... I was given a similar diagnosis, but I just sleep with pillows underneath me and I just sleep on my stomach in like a funny shape. What? I was told I can't do it anymore. I mean, I, well, yours is probably like better Hmm, to like force your body to do, but I don't know if I don't, I kind of want to try it, but I kind of don't want to try it. Let me ask you this. This is a weird question. And tell me this, this is too personal. What, before I ask this, sorry, are you in a relationship? Yes. Okay. When you first started seeing this person, I don't want to out. I don't. I don't want to out names on the no, podcast. No. But when you, because I'm, I'm guessing not a comic. No. I didn't think so. <laughs> when you first started seeing this person, were did you have to kind of like slow play in the idea that you have a weird pillow situation? Because that's what I had to do. I had to be like, oh, how do I like break to her that like I, I sleep with like pillow guards I, on the other side? Honestly, I do feel like that's something that comes up dating as an adult. Yeah. I've definitely had multiple people, not specifically pillows, but like some kind of specific sleep situation that is pain related or whatever it is. Either they can't have people stay the night because they have like whatever kind of setup. Like there are people that have all kinds of stuff. So like, I mean, the other than the fact that 
you can't cuddle like what does she do just sleep on top of you like if she wants to like come cuddle in the night does she like crawl over a pillow so, okay so this is a debate this is a, this is a this is a household uh -oh. debate uh, can she replace one of the pillows uh well can i i mean i <laughs> so i suppose here's the thing i like cuddle logistics so do, do you but here's the thing are you a sleep cuddler like once you're choosing to sleep not pre-sleep like pre-sleep everyone has a cuddle it's fine when you're going i will like hey love you i'm going to bed mm -hmm. are you cuddling to fall asleep or are you saying this is when we separate Ooh, okay i feel like this is a physical thing that i personally love okay talk in to me. a relationship is when you make the unanimous decision to be like we're asleep now. Thank you. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. Here's and this. Uh, this is another personal question. So please yeah, feel no. Because why did you get into argument about that? We okay about this when to running, like switch over. This is a running conversation in the house. And my next question applies to this, and I'll explain why I'm asking you uh, immediately. Do you sleep uh, hot or cold or normal? I'm freezing cold, and I admit so much heat i okay. can feel it i can feel the heat leaving my body but like, you're cold i'm cannot feel my toes like i sleep with sock i my one of my ex-boyfriends used to make fun of me because he was like you sleep with so much clothes on like you sleep are we talking like full sweatpants sweatshirt socks like a whole yeah and you don't i'm sweat? cold and i'll wake up at like three o'clock i'll wake up and take off like a, a hoodie yeah. yep mm -hmm. but i'm cold most of the time and i take it's so funny because my mom makes fun of me because apparently i used to do this when i was like a baby i would take off one sock and Just i'll one. wake Not, up you keep the other one yeah and i wake up and i'll have what i'll take a picture and i'll be like hey mom look and it'll be like i took off one sock at some point in the middle of the night there's something that is so endearing about that story i don't know why it's just your body doing weird comfort like, stuff that you've been release. the same person this whole time that yeah. like i was like obviously had none of the life experience that i've had as an adult but i'm still as the same as when i was like one and i was like perfect one sock <laughs> and then going yeah. back to sleep it is crazy you're the you same person you didn't get one sock as like a nickname <laughs> i know they never here's the thing i have a lot of weird nicknames in my family one sock is not one of them it's a great i'm name. really surprised it's like a name it's like a uh like if you were and i'm only thinking about this because i know you're from baltimore but it's almost like if you were like in the wire like you like uh you know like oh one sock davis absolutely they would call me one sock 100 uh, my one of my uncles calls me buttons my, my my dad's friend calls me spoonie spoonie i used to carry around a spoon when i was little and i actually did just recently tweeted about this everywhere like what did you why that's what my mom said she took me to the like pediatrician and he was like what's this about and she was like yeah she just keeps carrying that spoon around and if i try to take it from her she cries so i'm just letting her carry this spoon around did you ever explain why you and wanted the spoon i didn't talk i was little like i was like i'm into this oh, <laughs> and my yeah. mom was like okay better that than other things yeah, yeah and the doctor better that than a knife and the know? doctor was like well i guess you never know when you might run into some ice cream like he was like i, I don't love this pediatrician everyone was just on board with it that is except for my dad my dad hated it and i still am convinced that he like took it from me in the middle of the night because i like lost it at some point it was really sad one day and i think my dad took it because he thought it was weird i think he was judging me from social doors he You're was like kid. i know it was my mom said what she likes it and he was like i'm not gonna have my child carrying around no spoon like he thought i was a weirdo this is the same guy who does this absolutely by yep. the way, for those that are listening, you didn't just see that. I was quoting a Katrina joke about how her dad puts on chapstick. My dad puts on chapstick weird and will still defend that. 
Just so you know. But so you, <laughs> why did I feel like, because the first time I saw you, I was like, uh, this is this is a quote from Scrubs, but I I I learned, I saw you go. I don't know what it is, but she's got it. Um, uh, but I remember seeing you, and I was like, oh, like she's she's been do- at this for a minute. But so you, I'm guessing you did stand up before you moved to LA. I did stand up for one year, and then I moved here. So I've been where doing were you doing stand up? Florida. I started in Orange Park or Jacksonville. Jacksonville. I'm from. I grew up in Orange Park, and then when I got older and moved back after. I went to college, UF, go Gators. Oh, okay, uh, lovely, lovely. Um, is that, I moved is that back Miami? and went to what? Is that Miami? I don't know no. where UF is. Uh, Gainesville. Gainesville, like, Gainesville. I've heard of there's that. There's nothing there but the school, okay, but lovely. I love it. Um, but yeah, I when I moved back, I lived in Jacksonville and okay. started stand up at a bar called Rain Dogs that I still love, and did a show at last December. Oh, amazing. Um, yeah, and did it for one year and then moved here. So I, when I saw you, you'd only been doing it for a year? Like two, maybe. If it was 2016, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like two. Wow, you were good. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you are good. I love that. No, you were I good. You're write, terrible now. I write. Like in terms of a lot of things that I envy in other comics, Mm-mm-mm. it's a lot of like organic things that I like. And I'm sure a lot of comics can relate to this, but I crush in my head. Like I will have organic sets in my, like I have like, I play out shows in my head in the shower, like uncontrollably. Sure. Like not ones that have happened, like ones that aren't real, like Mm, not mm. something I'm referencing from the past, like real shows. And I'll be like, somebody will say something. I'll be like, Ooh, I would have said that. And then like, man, if that happened, I would have been so funny. And I try to remember these really organic, like, riffs that happen with imaginary people in my head and i feel like i see people that do that on stage almost exclusively that i envy so much in like them being able to be that funny in the moment and i everything that you've said that i appreciate so much is like i'm a writer Mm. a lot of what i do is so like you know prepared to a certain extent oh wow that at least i'm like plugging it into an organic moment but like i know i write a lot of you know what i mean yeah what i want to say is like so deliberate that this is gonna sound weird i've never written a single joke what i write on stage i can't write do you know marlena rodriguez yes yeah so marlena and i came up in chicago together and i was having a conversation with her we were um on one of the west side weekend shows this Mm -hmm. was like a few months ago and um I we were talking and she goes I'm I'm I don't write down jokes and I go yeah I don't either and and she then said something to me that has stuck with me for months and I cannot shake it she goes you know what's interesting and I was like what she goes do you ever wonder why the two of us don't write down jokes and how much different or better we might be if we actually chose to do it I want I'm curious if you if you'd ever take the time to sit down and think to yourself why won't you sit down and write jokes? And is that a much bigger thing that you should be thinking about is why you refuse to do it? Mm -hmm. Is it self-sabotage? Is it fear that you can't actually write a joke? What is it? And I literally sat there and I go, yeah, I don't know. And then I was haunted for three months. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. And then you drove home like this. I did. I did. (laughs) You're, You're kidding. I did. I drove back being like, oh my God. And Marlena, who is a lovely person, and she yeah. didn't say this to mess with me. No. Because she, she's the same doing way as I same, am. Yeah, she's like doing the same self-reflection. And I'm just like, crap. Uh, and I That's have something about it. That's interesting. I don't write down jokes. 
It's just over time, I've just like, I was like, oh, I have a good joke about, you know, you know, meeting Jess's family that just came from talking on stage and it came out. Right. Once. And so you would write down like Jess's family and know what chunk that means. Yeah. I okay. Can, I, I can write down like I, 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 you know, had the luxury of doing 30 the other day and had six words and was like, mm-hmm. got it. I mean, that's a good place to be. But also I would absolutely... Explore what Marlena was saying because why don't I do that? I don't know because what would that thirty minutes be if you have ever written down probably what you have about Jess's family or whatever? Just because you write something down doesn't mean your brain's going to be done with it. I feel like when I write something down, it's not funny. People who write so like a good example to pull someone out, and I say this with respect for this person, but like Robert Schultz writes Uh down word for word what Mm -hmm. he's saying. Mm -hmm. Okay, now when he does it, it's funny. Okay, but yes, you can absolutely but tell. But that goes with like his delivery. That's even. his shtick. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But but he's able to do that. If I wrote down word for word the way that he does, mm-hmm. I would I would sound stupid. But you also have to find your way to write. So don't write that way. So how do you write? I write even kind of that specifically, but I feel like the way I write even helps my diction because I write exactly the way I talk at first with likes and all this and ums and dots and pauses and actions i write like i write it out like it's a script oh wow that's how i write jokes sometimes so it'll be like act out this pause into like i write different segues for stuff because i also i feel like i will very much get bored with like the same order so i try to mix things up in Mm. the way that i connect my jokes even so i'll think of something and then be like oh actually i'll do that into this joke and i'll just write word into this and then write like a new punch up or whatever Mm. but you don't have to write that way because it's like have you ever done free writing no that's something I want to do. Did I tell you this year I wanted to do morning pages? No. I didn't do it. And I've never read any of those books or anything, but yeah. like no, just constantly forcing yourself to write whatever comes out of your head in terms of thinking, I don't like doing it with the intent of trying to come up with something funny, but if yeah. literally you're just trying to get over not writing, just mm. write. Mm. Like, and with no intent seems like something that might be a good exercise. It is, and I want to... Because I, I don't get like good jokes or content out of free writing but if i'm just getting over the hump of being able to connect my brain to anything other than what i thought of on the way there Mm. because like there's no way you're not your brain's not going to come up with more with more time than on the way there that's true you know yeah absolutely i also feel like you know i could talk for 30 minutes alone about Jess's family. But then I, you know, I have to go through that whole process, which is a huge pain in the ass, which if I write a lot more, I have to write probably 15 to cut it down to five. Right. And, and that then five write- will be good. And you'll sure. have a better five than 10 minutes before. And then your 30 is bunch of five minutes, strong ass chunks sure. instead of, you know, whatever happened to come out. And then whatever you drive, think of on the way there that you write in one word becomes what you open with. And you might just not, you know, take out some middle joke or something, but you have something fun and loose up top and everything else after that is polished. I really, yeah. I mean, I do get to a polished point, but Mm -hmm. I'm probably taking a pretty roundabout way to get there, Mm -hmm. which is probably not great. Mm -hmm. Um, But by the way- So it might like cut down your time. Yeah. I mean, well, at this point, yeah, I was going to say it'll definitely make me more efficient. But speaking of efficiency, I do want to take us to the first segment because I haven't done that yet. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I forgot. 
No, well, welcome. <laughs> welcome to the first segment. Thank you. It's called the newly friend game. It's like the newlywed game, but we're friends. Um, even though I think in one state we might be married, but I think we're friends <laughs> the most. Um, so uh, the way this works, it works very similar uh, to another game that was a famous game show. Um, I'm going to ask you a question. You're going to write down your answer on this whiteboard. You're not going to say it out loud. Okay. I'm going to write down what I think your answer was. Okay. Then we're going to flip boards, see if we both had the same thing. Okay. And then we'll do the same thing for me. I'll Yay, ask okay. me a question. Now, we haven't talked about this on the podcast yet. But uh, from what I uh, believe, you co-host a podcast about art history. Yes. Podvant Yes. Love it. <laughs> so uh, you, this question is going to be around Ooh. art history. Okay. Now, you are going to know a lot more than I do mm, in this area. Doubt it. But good. Um, <laughs> we might be My question that. for you mm-hmm. is, who is your favorite artist? Oh, okay. We'll say painter because I don't want to say artist because artist opens up to I was everything. About to say. So we're gonna say painter, and don't say it out loud. Because also painter did fuck me up. Well, if I had said artist, are you saying it would have opened sculptors and things like I that? I like, and no, you asking it that way made me realize that I like a lot of photography. Oh, and other, so I have to. If you want, I'll. Well, no, because I think that that guy counts. Because I'm also I messed up because it's like I love illustrated. Like nothing is paint. Mm. Um. Ooh, oh. no. No. I got, it, I, got it, I got it. Okay. You ready? Flip your board on one, two, three. What'd you get? Oh. Okay. So Katrina said Chuck Close, and I said Frida Kahlo. So I was. Well, so talk to me about Chuck Close. I don't think I know Chuck Close. So Chuck close does photorealism paintings, I think, and okay. he has one that I am the reason that I came up about doing this podcast that I do pop on guard with my two friends who are art history majors is because I am a person who loves art on such a guttural base level. Like I don't Don't know know. anyone. I barely know people's names. I like recognize art from being drawn to it in different places. Like Mm. I'll learn an artist by being like, Oh, I stared at one of their paintings somewhere else. And that's when I realized that I like an artist. Like I I go off of everything just being like, Oh, I end up staring at this painting and there's a Chuck close in LACMA of an old man who's not that old. There's like an older man. Mm. He looks kind of like a nicer Eric Clapton with like gold rim glasses. Yeah. He's not coming across as that nice in most recent years. I'll say that. But the coloring of like his gray blondish hair, like the colors, the details of it. I've gone to that. I've gone to LACMA and stared at that painting for so long. So many multiple times that I feel like people probably think I'm insane. And I like, I know that that's probably not like basic, but like one, like a more well-known person, but I, uh, we'll pick it just based on like how long I have stared at that painting and just been like fascinated by the talent that it takes to make something. Cause I appreciate art on that level that like I'm paralyzed by it. Oh wow. Like I was that kid. Like I, my mom said she used to come in my room and I would be surrounded by paper with like one line on it. And she would be like, what's wrong? And I'd be like, I keep messing up. And she was like, okay, like you need to relax. Like I love drawing, but I, can't get over the way that lines look individually to me so like i look at art sometimes in the way that like this person saw some line that looked like nothing and either had the foresight or like kept going Mm. until it looked like this man's face but these are really just individual lines like 
in a certain shape that it creates an image. You know what I mean? Yeah. So my favorite painter is Diego Rivera. Ah! So that's and so that I've was going to seen... be what I wrote. That's good because I do love Diego Rivera. And there's another, it's so, again, I can see it in my head, would never remember this person's name, but they're in a room somewhere, possibly in LACMA in LA. There's a Diego Rivera, Is it like f- a couple works, but mm. there's another guy in between. Like there's a Diego over here and then there's another guy right here who I have a picture of his painting in my phone probably three separate times and I still don't remember, but it's like a nice abstract paint. But yeah, oh, I like okay. abstract stuff that I'll look and be like, oh, that's not really paint. Sometimes it's paint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I like photos a lot. I like, there's a sculpture called Smoke that I'm obsessed with at LACMA that's just this like big black, Octag like hard shaped structure. I don't go to Blackman. I go to I go to Broad the Broad the most. Ah, and see, I don't get in there as much. Really, I go there for like special things. The last time I went there, a black lady braided her hair live and then whipped a man with it. Okay, so I'm going to be honest. So, so, so you're saying Brady or her live, and I go, oh, interesting. But then like that, there's t- 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 such a sharp left there. It was wild. Like a dangerous area. Um. <laughs> Uh, okay. See, I like like all the different we like uh, like obviously photography, yeah, performance yeah, 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 art, yeah. videos. Like, yeah. Oh my lord. Okay, let's go back to art. I'll ask you this. For <laughs> me, I'm gonna have to think of this because I don't know what my own answer is. What What would you say is my favorite artistic period? Ooh, that's gonna be my question for you. Yeah. Ooh. So okay. don't tell me. Write it down. But I need to think now. Okay, you ready to flip your board? Yes. One, two, two. three, <gasps> flip. Oh, oh, okay. And I should have done so. It's so funny because as I looked, I was like, I all of the art that I've seen since I've been here, I should have picked something more current. Oh no, I it's fine. Nineteen sixties, and then well, I you said eighteen hundreds, which I love. Yeah. I I said when is impressionism? Maybe it was in the eighteen hundreds. I don't know. You you would know. Oh no, I wouldn't. I should, but I don't. <laughs> when were impressionists? I don't know. Oh wait, because when was Rococo? So hold on. Minus the arcade fire song. Um, which is also great. Uh, 1867 to 1886. Hell yeah! You're in. Technicality. You're in. I feel good about it. And just to give you Rococo, we're going to, let's see. Yes, because that's a word that Jordan, my co host, says a lot. Me. Yes. Rococo, uh, 1740 to 1770. Oh, okay. But you got, but you got the main one. I got one. one. Yay. So I love Impressionism um, because when I think about, and I swear we don't have to talk about art much longer, but when I think no. about, uh, art, I find it interesting that someone is talented enough to be able to capture a singular moment in time. Uh, I think that is like the hardest thing in the world because time is fleeting and yet this person is so talented sure. that they were able to put this one moment in time immortalized. Mm-hmm. And I think that is so cool and such an undervalued talent. I don't care if it's in museums. How are people not talking about this every day? Like this person took a moment in time and immortalized it for everybody. Wow, how crazy is that? You know what I mean? No one's immortalizing us talking right now, but like, ah, oh, so cool. So I, so I, I mean, always, technically, I mean, yes, no, yeah. What am I saying? <laughs> it's being recorded on video and it's on audio wherever you get your podcast. Um, because this time capsule hard. It really is. Uh, and then I said Rococo because I love the light blues and golds and I'm really into all that. Okay. It's fun. I like, um, a, well, even you saying pop art. 
I do like Lichtenstein's a lot. So I said pop art for those that are listening. I said pop art is my number three. I love Lichtenstein. Mm-hmm. My sister one year went as a Lichtenstein painting for Halloween. Oh, that's fun. She did I'm like the little that. dots on the yeah. face. Yeah. I like saturated colors, but that aren't necessarily like pop art. I like in ways like you're saying, obviously, because it's pop, but like what it represents or it'll make me laugh or mm. whatever, like cheekies ways, but like. There's a lot of older stuff that I like because the colors are like rich. Like I like the darkest version of every color. Like I, I like green, I but I like hunter green. You know Love what I mean? So hunter like green. if all the colors are like deep, yeah, I'm probably into it. You know, Jess <laughs> made a joke the other day that when we first met, one of the red flags about me was that one of the sets of sheets I had was hunter green. And I was like, I don't understand why that's like a red flag. Why is that a red flag? And she goes, she's like, no one should have hunter green sheets. And I was like, but I liked hunter green. If anything, she should have been happy that you had multiple sets of sheets. Don't everyone have multiple sets of sheets? Most people? No. Most guys? No, we don't. Mm, okay. Nope. First off, I don't, you can go into a guy's room and be like, okay, so your sheets came with a top sheet. Of course. Where is it? Like, there will be just a, just a fitted sheet or like a fitted sheet, but then a quilt. Where's the top sheet? Like, I, what kind of process do you have where the top sheet is missing? It's I get so, irrationally it angry so often. at people who claim there is a, there. Is, I don't know if you ever met Lizzie Beck. She's, uh, okay. I don't think so. She makes a wild claim. Wild. Honestly, I'm going to go as far as saying irresponsible claim <laughs> that the top sheet is completely useless she goes i don't use it to me it's it might as well be curtains and i'm like excuse me <clears throat> what does she sleep with so she sleeps fitted sheet duvet with a duvet cover and she goes what's the point of a duvet cover i go what do you mean what's the point she goes well you just use that it's essentially your top sheet and i said no 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 what if you get too hot under the duvet you, you have your top nothing sheet. right I, I just and she goes mm, no i just don't and i was like you're a vampire. So I, I, I said to her, we were at a mic, and I literally said in the mic, I go, I've heard a lot of offensive things in comedy, okay? If you've ever been to the improv, you'll hear everything, okay? I used to do the go, show up, go up at the comedy store. Oh, yeah, my gosh. Yeah. I've heard everything. So funny. This is the most offensive thing I've ever heard. Comedy. I mean, it's wrong. <laughs> you know? It's factually like, it's not just, correct. Right. It's just wrong yep. because you're also dirty you're gross like as a person like even if you are fresh out of the shower and into the bed Mm -hmm. you sweat when you sleep 100 we create bacteria we're not a clean existing organism absolutely not i want to shower thinking about this conversation regular when i think about the regularity with which most people do or do not wash their duvet cover I wash it every time I wash my sheets. Oh, see, I don't know if people do that, Josh, because I don't do a duvet cover because that's, what I do don't do? have a duvet anymore because oh, they drive me nuts. a quilt or a blanket. Yes. Yeah. Because fitting it inside the thing, I can't do okay, it anymore. So I, it makes I, me so mad. We don't have time on this podcast, but what I want to say to you is at some point. We're going to do sheet conversations. That'll yeah. yeah. Oh, oh my God. A spin off. Spin off. <laughs> sheet conversations. Spin it off. I'm good. Uh, no, I taught, so Jess hated putting on duvet covers. She hated it. And then I taught her how I do it. And she was like, I never thought about doing it that way. And I go, it's so, it's so easy. I mean, I'll slide it on. Mm. I just like, don't like do, I can just like have a quilt. Well, also for me, they're very hot. I use an all seasons one. 
Oh, so. I need like a quilt that's thinner mm, and okay. I just do multiple layers. Well, you're also wearing, listen, I sleep just in boxer briefs. So oh, like- Oh, you're, the duvet's doing the work that all my clothes are doing. Yeah, but also I sleep sense. so hot. Like Jess calls me a furnace. I sleep very, very hot, uh, um, which is why going back to our earlier conversation, I don't want to be cuddled when I'm sleeping. But, I'm like, okay. get away from me. Like, no, I, I get it. I will heat up to the point where like Jess sometimes says that she'll like turn over in her sleep and she gets too close to me, even through the pillows. Yeah. She's like, I, I feel like I'm in front of a heat lamp. Yes. Like I don't, she's like, I don't like it. I will want to cuddle someone and know that I'm making them hot. Yeah. Like, I'm so sorry. Which is, which is weird because I want to cuddle you so bad. Sometimes I just put cold. one foot on my boyfriend. I've I'll had that like, done to me. I'll be like, I love you. Yeah. Just to, just to <laughs> know, this. just to say, Hey, Hey, we're, we're both here. Yeah. We're both here. You can just have your feet touch. It's yeah. so nice. <laughs> you're, both, you're both here. You're here for it. You can cool off and then you just like affection. touch toesies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. A hundred percent. There are times where so I don't want to blow up Jess's spot, but there are times where oh Jess's spot is a Officially blown. I know, I've blown her up. There I should know. be a segment called the Jess Spot, and I, you just blow it because I, that, you that opened up that sexual. way. That sounds sexual. Oh, I didn't think about that. Sorry, yeah, Jess. No, it, listen. <laughs> she's gonna hear this. She's gonna hate you forever. No, I'm just kidding. She likes you already. Um, I don't think there's I'm ever so been happy. a guest I bring on where she's just like, mm, don't care for them. Yeah. Um, are you ready for the lightning round? Uh, yes. As okay. Ready as I'll ever be. So question one, what is a favorite ritual of yours? So mine is like make brewing tea. What would be a ritual of yours that you like? Because you already named some. I know. I'm a very ritualistic person. I love it. My favorite one, probably smoking and watching home renovation shows. Lovely. Like cleaning. I like organizing things. Oh, I like making lists. I'm a list person. So okay. like at the end of the day, I like smoke and like remake my list and look at my planner and I have a dry erase board that I write things on. I have like a, that's probably we my favorite. So ritual. Similar. Reorganizing and lists. I dump my brain before I go to bed at night. So I don't have to think Same. about it. Same. We have to talk about that off mic. <laughs> um, what is a running bit with a friend or partner that makes you laugh? Uh, Felicia Folks. Love comic. Felicia. I one was just my... on a show with Ben uh, last week. One of my best friends. I love her so much. So um, funny. One of, she's fantastic. I should have her on. She's a, she's yeah, a she's delight. She's yeah. amazing. Um, one of her bits is that she will come up to you right before you get on stage as if she doesn't know that you're about to get on. Like she knows that I'm next. And mm. like, as they're like coming to the stage, it's next time she'll be like, oh, hey, can you hold my phone? And like, try to give me something. But I always am like, I can't, I'm about, but she knows that. And that's so I get amazing. stressed out because I'm like, wait, what do you? And I'm like, fuck you. And like, that's probably one of my favorite bits because it like it's puts my brain triggering. in such a place, but then it also makes me laugh right before I get on stage because she like messed with me. <laughs> I have had, I'm trying to remember who did it to me. It might've been Justin Clark actually, now that I think about it, but right before I got on stage at a venue, I had not performed at before. Uh, they were like, like everyone was cheering. He's like, all right, your next comic. And he goes, by the way, they told you the kind of the trick with the mic and the lights at this one. And I was like, Hmm. And he was like, yeah, oh, you know what? You'll probably figure it out. It's just a little weird thing, but you don't want to mess it up. Anyway, and I just like, I was like, what? That's so much more terrifying. I was like, what? what? That's really funny, I though. Got off, I got off stage, and I literally go, you're such a piece of shit. That's hilarious. And was, when you got off, was he just sitting there with his little kids? Now maybe it wasn't smirking. Justin Clark. It was like two years ago, but whoever it was, I was just like, That's what very funny. the actual fuck? Uh, Caleb does shit like that all the time. The counter of that is Felicia, if she knows, if like either of us know the one other is really nervous about a show or has a big show we'll just text each other uh hey you're really funny 
Oh, I love that. And it's really nice. Like if you're in a green room and she knows I'm like not talking because I'm about to throw up, she'll just be like, oh, hey, you're really funny. Oh, I love Or she'll that. like text me. It's nice. She doesn't text me. <laughs> um, number three, can you do an impression of one or both of your parents? Oh my God. Yes. Hit me. I w- <laughs> and if they're bad, it's even it's better. It's funny. Um, my mom, I feel like I can't really do because we are more, it's funny. I am just like my dad physically. I look. Oh, like okay, okay. my dad. Sure. I Okay, my impression of my dad, I will say, my dad once when I was in high school, I was going somewhere and I was like dressed up. And he went, you look really pretty. And I went, thanks, dad. And then I went, you're just saying that because I look like you. And he went, huh. And just laughed because I was right. Um, so <laughs> I that, love your father. <laughs> he, um, everyone does. Yeah. And then my mom, I feel like I can't really do her voice because I probably have a version of her voice. Oh. Like, I feel like people laugh at me the like not the hardest like uh, like in real life people mm-hmm. laugh at me the hardest when i'm doing observations like my mom yeah yeah yeah, yeah so yeah. like oh okay i'll do my mom like if i go to my mom in a store that i like because she normally doesn't like the stores i like like she calls urban Outfitters. she'll go what's the name of that store you like where everything looks washed already and that's urban outfitters <laughs> she's <laughs> so right <laughs> oh my god so like i'll go to her in a store and i'll go mom this shirt's only like $20, like it's on sale. And she'll go, mm-hmm, that's all it's worth. And she just goes back, like you can't, so I- She's a superhero. <laughs> um, so the older I get, I will say things like that in real life where I'll be like, well, why did they do that? And someone laughs and I was like, I was literally just asking a question, but I'm I, I'm accidentally turning into my mom. Yeah, and just doing oh hard ass observations in a falsetto. I love your mother. Um, <laughs> Okay, fourth question. Uh, we have one to go after this. Have you ever experienced imposter syndrome? If so, is there a moment that sticks with you? Ooh, because what? Is imposter syndrome when you don't think you deserve the thing? When you doubt your abilities, you feel like a fraud because you're getting an oh, opportunity yeah, all or the time, something dude. you don't think you deserve. All the time. Yeah. Well, I feel like a version of that because I feel like everything's relative. Okay. So, so like people, like it even people think, oh, you're pretty. I'm like, add to you. Oh. Like, which is great. Yeah. You're telling me that on this basis that you like the way my face look, but like at any point, like Rihanna is like undisputed a beautiful woman to so many people. Sure, There's sure. still someone that would rather kiss a dead dog than shake her hand. Like just science-wise, there's sure. someone who like un fettered would be like, "Oh, I just don't think that that's a face I like." So like I take things that way and comedically. With comedy too? Yeah, so I'm like, "Oh, I'm that crowd liked me. Like I did well that night. Interesting. That's quite, that's a very healthy way to think about it. <laughs> I don't do that. Um, question five, your final question. Uh, I usually ask, what is your favorite tea or comfort? But I know you drink tea. Yeah. So what is your favorite tea? I like peppermint. That's okay. So my favorite tea is probably, flavor wise, I don't love that mushroom immunity tea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I like that I feel like it's like something it's like good helping. in my body. Yeah. yeah. So probably like that, and I like peppermint and honey and ginger. Like honey ginger is good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I've also, you have even opened me up to like, I need to go out there and start trying some new teas. Because I have every once in a while, especially in the winter, I'll like try one somewhere and be like, oh. Well, let me tell you this, maybe, and you don't have to take me up on this offer, but I do this for other people. Um, I have to go tea bags. So if you ever text me and go, Hey, I want to try a few teas. Do you have a few herbals? I can send you a list. You can be like, I like these. Can I try them? And I'll just make little samples for you and just hand you some tea bags and you can try them. And if you like them, I'll just text you what the name is and where to get it. That's so nice of you. Listen, I like evangelizing tea to the world. 
drink. No, I want to get one of those sexy ass teapots you have. Um, when is your birthday? I'm not gonna. Just asking. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not gonna buy you one. I just don't know no. what your birthday is. Um, uh, no, but I do. Uh, as we we don't necessarily like give like huge thank you gifts to guests, but on your birthday, I'd buy you that. Um, <laughs> Katrina, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. So this is so you. much fun. Yeah, we'll have Yay. you again. That was Katrina Davis. You can find her on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok at Katrina Savad. That's Davis backwards. You can find our comedy special, Figuring It Out, on Amazon Prime. Steep Conversations is produced and edited by Elliot GV. Our associate editor is Martin Alvarez. Our theme song and additional music are by Oliver Hymack. Our cover art was done by Neil Fraser with photography by Matt Mazisco. Social media by Dia Villegas. Please write a review and rate our podcast on Apple Podcasts and wherever else you can. You can send any questions, comments, newly friend game suggestions, or tea suggestions to steepcombos at gmail.com or tweet us at steepcombos. I'm Josh Lanzette, and you can follow me on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook at Josh Lanzette. We'll be back next week. So until then, happy steeping. I love murder documentaries. Sure. But I also, with the rise in popularity of murder, have gotten to a same place with crime in general. Because not even just Mm. murder. I love fraud. I love all the crime. Like I'll learn about all of the different, like give me all the stuff. I realized the other day that I've listened to way too much crime stuff because I was listening to a podcast and they mentioned Rico and I went, Oh shit. He fucked up. Cause it is so hard to prove Rico. Uh, So I was like, I know that I've watched way too many. I should have asked all about murder. (laughs) I've Um, watched way too many because that Rico is like a fraud one, but it's like the one they get mobsters on sometimes. But it's super hard to prove. Tax evasion. And so I was listening to an American Greed and I was like, oh, this guy was an idiot. They got him on Rico. He was super messing up. And I was like, I, I can't believe that that's like a mentality that I have now.